0: Welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson, and you're in the fatherhood. As a new member in the hood, my goal is to use this podcast as a platform to talk about my journey as a new father. Part therapeutic, part informative, part educational. My goal is to talk about everything, from adjusting to getting no sleep, to learning how to change diapers, to just hoping I get everything right. This podcast will be a space to share with you the joys, challenges, and fears of being a first-time father. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Episode 6 of The Fatherhood. I'm your host, Jamar Hudson. Uh, before we get started, I just want to give everyone a heads up once again that if you hear some background noise, some some crying or some squirming in the background, it's because, you, because young Emery is is right here next to me, he's going to executive produce uh, today's episode. I'm really excited about the episode and today's guest, and I really hope you enjoy it. And before I jump in, as always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and please leave a rating and write a review. And be sure to spread the word about it. I know I keep saying this, but as a new father, it's still very fascinating to me. Uh, but every day there's something new with Emery, and, it, and it's just an amazing to, to watch him grow and develop. We've reached the stage in which he's starting his baby talk, yelling, uh, whatever you want to call it. And I'll just sit there and, and have conversations uh, with him, which is dope. And I, I'd i like to think I understand what he's trying to tell me, but you know, I'm sure you guys will laugh at that. Um, He got his shots the other day, and he took them like a champ, and, you know, that is just one of the many things that we have to do as new parents to make sure that that he is healthy and growing and developing according to schedule. And we're just thankful that to this point he is doing so. You know, he is a happy, healthy baby, which is bringing um, both Sharice and I so much joy uh, individually and collectively. One of the pivotal moments in life is when you realize that your parents are human you know growing up you see your parents your mom and dad whoever your guardians are as these larger than life figures but once you become of age and see life for what it really is you start to see things uh, from a different perspective and realize you know you come to realize that some areas that your parents perhaps fell short of and i think everyone in some shape form or fashion goes through this As as i watch emory grow and develop as i was talking about earlier and as I'm trying to figure out this being a father thing, I can't help but think about the future. You know, when Emery is is grown, when he's my age, when he's in his 30s, what is he going to say about me? You know, is he going to look back at his upbringing and wish I had done something different? You know, am I going to make some mistakes that will damage him or scar him for life? And, you know, what if I fail him? You know, I think about these things, he's a new father. And for for sure, I'm certain there will be mistakes. As a first-time father, this is... This is a learning process for me. And my only hope and prayer is that, you know, I just do the best job possible for him and that when he gets older, he'll have fond memories. And those fond memories will definitely outweigh the the bad times that we most certainly will have. You know, but going back to my original point, there are people who have to overcome, you know, some shortcomings of their parents. It can be anything from emotional negligence to abuse, whether verbal or physical, you know, or alcohol or drug addiction. And those scenarios can leave a lasting impact on children as as they grow up into adulthood and become parents themselves. So, how do we move on from those who hurt us? You know, especially if it's our parents. Forgiveness can you know, definitely free free some that hurt. And in many cases, not the for the person who did us wrong or disappointed us. You know, it's it's for the freeing of our our own spirit. And, and perhaps we're still holding on to some things from from twenty five or thirty years ago that our parents did, and forgiving them. We're not only able to to forgive them those who hurt us and disappoint us, we're able to free ourselves and we, you know, just live our lives without the weight of whatever has, has been haunting us, you know, since childhood. You know, my next guest has an awesome story to tell, and it was so awesome that that he wrote a book about it. And that's where we're talking about forgiveness again. Jason Romano, who is a host of the outstanding podcast, Sports Spectrum, uh, wrote a book uh, on forgiveness dealing with his his father and the struggles he had with alcoholism and how it affected jason you know growing up and when he became a father and coming up after the break i'm going to talk to jason about forgiveness what it meant for him and how we can, can forgive those you know who have hurt us this is jamar hudson and you're in the fatherhood <laughs> Uh, as some of you know, uh, I had the privilege of working for ESPN for six years, starting in 2006 until I left in 2012. It was an amazing experience, not only professionally, but personally. I met in people and in developed relationships that will certainly last a lifetime. And one of those people that I met along my journey in Bristol was Jason Romano. I worked the floor above him uh, in Building 4 back in the day and often walked down during my breaks and talked to him and some other my colleagues like Jamila, Lisa, Carol, who were talent producers at the time. And what I found in Jason was just a genuine good guy who was strong in his faith and wanted to get to know you as a person and not just a co-worker. In addition to him working in talent, he spent several years in ESPN, uh, with ESPN radio and social media, uh, most notably with Mike and Mike. He is now the host of the Sports Spectrum podcast. He's also a public speaker, minister and author. But, uh, but I'm sure he'd say the most important job he has is a husband and a father. And I'm happy to have Jason join me in the Fatherhood podcast. Jason, welcome
1: uh jamar good to be with you man i'm excited to talk to you
0: and it is good to hear your voice i have not physically seen you uh since i left bristol but you know we have we have stayed in touch via social media which keeps everyone connected so i'm glad to to actually have a conversation with you today we're we're talking about forgiveness jason which which you you did a great book on and we'll get to that later but uh, before we get into that just tell us a little bit about your about your family
1: So my family, uh, my my immediate family, the family I live with now, is my wife and my daughter. It's a small family. I've been married uh, almost twenty years. It'll be twenty years November thirteenth of two thousand and nineteen, which is crazy that we're talking in two thousand nineteen. My daughter is fourteen years old. She'll be fifteen in June. Uh, She's in ninth grade, so she's in high school now. And uh, it's just us three. And you know, certainly there's extended family or our families, my parents and my. Wife's parents all live in upstate New York, a couple hours away from where we are in Connecticut. You know, we have certainly extended family in our church, but when you ask that word "family," you know, I could go as deep as family from church and friends, but really, the the core of the Romanos, if you will, are myself, my wife, and my daughter, and we're here, and you know, life is good, and uh, you know, we're just chugging along and trying to, you know, follow along, along the Lord's call, but really, you know, this time of Raising and parenting a teenager is probably the most challenging uh, aspect I've ever dealt with as a dad. So it's a, it's a, it's an interesting an interesting time for sure to be a dad.
0: Great, and let's just stay there, Jason. One of the questions I ask all of my guests just to start off is, "What does being a father mean to you?"
1: Oh gosh, that's a great question. It's such a generic question, but such a powerful, crucial question. What does it mean to me? It means um, availability. I'll give you a couple words that come to mind. Uh, it means responsibility. Um, it means, um, gosh, I just think it means that it's the, probably the most important job that I will ever have um, and will continue to have until I'm not here anymore. Uh, whether or not my daughter's in the house or not, I'm still going to be her dad. So it's the most important job, I think, um, that any um, guy could ever have is being a father to a child. I really believe that.
0: And you are a father to a teenage uh, daughter, and and for me, uh, I'm a newbie. I've been only in this for coming up on about ten weeks, and I know how much fatherhood has changed my life in the course of a couple of months. And I'm curious to know how has fatherhood changed you and your approach to life?
1: I mean, it it changed everything about who I thought I was. Um, It's funny because I I always had a yearning and a desire to be a father, Um, even going back to you know, late high school years into college. And I wasn't, I didn't want to be a dad when I wasn't ready to be a dad, certainly. So I I was, you know, I guess responsible in that aspect, but I was ready when my wife and I got married, I said, I'm ready to be a dad. Let's go. Uh, Because I think part of it is, and we'll get into this, is that I didn't really have the greatest dad growing up. So I really wanted to be able to be a father to a child and give that child what I wasn't able to get and, and what I honestly deserve to get, as any child deserves to get from their father. Um, so I think I always wanted to be a dad. Uh, it was something that um, really kind of stuck with me for many years. And then when Sarah was born, uh, it was more than I could have ever imagined. And, and I mean that in a good way, but even in the, in the difficult times as well. Um, you know the responsibility factor of raising a child. Everything that you want and you desire and you want to achieve, and those are all good things for people to, to want to have those things. They go out the door uh, when it comes to your child. Uh, I was fortunate. I was able. I had. A, I have a great wife. I had a great wife early on. She's a great mom who was there for her and allowed me to continue to work at ESPN and do these things. But. You know, I remember many times being at ESPN and I said, listen, my daughter's sick. I got to go. Or my daughter has a softball game. I'm not missing that. Uh, I love my job at ESPN, but I'm not going to miss that. And if it means I have to miss some work, I hope you understand. Um, You know, if they said, no, you're fired, I probably would have walked out and said, "Okay, I don't work here anymore. (laughs) But that's the kind of, uh, I guess, importance that I had and how my life changed. Everything revolved around her. Uh, and it still does. Yes, I travel a lot and, I, um, and I'm and i away, I think, more than I've ever been in the sense of not being home, but I'm also home more than I've ever been because I work from the house and because I have the flexibility to be at every single event that she's a part of when I'm here in Connecticut. So it changed everything about my life and about how to be a dad, about how to be a proper role model, and really about... Um, just the responsibility, which I take very seriously of trying to raise her properly. Um, and that's why I say it's the toughest time right now, I think is, is the teenage years because they're starting to become more independent and they're doing things that maybe I'm not exactly, uh, in agreement with, but it's all part of growing up. So it's changed everything about me
0: and with that those challenges you know daughter being a teenager, teenager being around 14 which i'm sure presents his own unique challenges yeah. for you but with that said what do you love most about being a dad
1: i love watching her experience life and have joy that's my most i think that's where i get the most excitement and most joyful feelings i guess if you will that i have is watching her achieve and do well um even spiritually, you know, we go to a a church camp every year um, for a week. She goes and and she's a part of this sort of teenage youth camp uh, for kids. And I get to go and volunteer and be a part of that. Sometimes I speak. Other times I'm just there to hang out and and serve. And I watch her, you know, raise her hands and, and praise God and worship the Lord. So it's things like that. It's watching her, you know, make a catch in softball to win the state championship. It's watching her come home with grades, you know, that are, are very well. And listen, you know, if she came home with bad grades or if she dropped that ball or if she didn't raise her hands in church, that doesn't change the fact that I'm not her dad and I'm not proud of her. And I, I want to see her, you know, I want to see her maximize her talents to be the best she can be and glorify God doing it all. That's what I want to see. And I want to see her get married to a godly man who loves her the way she deserves to be loved and see her become a mom and have children and love those children the way that myself and my wife love her, hopefully. Those are the things I get the most joy out of. So watching her grow up, I think, and just these small little steps of, of things that she accomplishes and things that she does, um, you know, how she is around kids. I watch my daughter now at 14, and she is wonderful around little kids, two, three, four-year-old kids just flock to her and she treats them so well and loves on them. And that just brings joy to my heart. You know, I mean, uh, listen, she's a kid and she's a teen and she's stuck on her phone all the time and she's on Snapchat and she has issues just like every teenager does, but nothing makes me more proud than watching her grow and develop into this amazing young lady that she's become.
0: Awesome. We're talking to Jason Romano today on the fatherhood podcast host, author, author, Public speaker, Um, Jason. Before we tap jump into today's subject, you know, fatherhood inspirations. You talked a little bit about the 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 challenges you have with your dad growing up, but where did you learn how to be a father? What were some father inspirations that you know you you patterned your your approach to being a dad after?
1: Yeah, this is gonna seem like a weird answer, um, Jamar, but my mom, (laughs) Mm and I say that because uh, my dad, and we'll talk about it in a sec, wasn't the best example of a father. And so like I said earlier, I wanted to be a dad because I wanted to be able to give everything to my daughter that my dad wasn't able to give me. And I don't mean material things at all. I just mean love and, and, and availability and just being present, things like that, um, with her. Um, so I think, you know, the people that I learned the most, as far as that goes is my mom who saved us in many ways and raised us to have normal childhoods, despite my dad not being around. And my grandfather would be the other person who is the greatest man I've ever known. Uh, I dedicated my book to him. He passed about uh, 11 and a half years ago or so in December of 2000 or November of 2007. Uh, but he was the the man, the, the male role model in my life that I was around. Now, he was you know, in his seventies and sixties and seventies and eighties, as I was growing up and and getting older. So he wasn't the 30 or 40 year old dad that I needed, but he was still the male role model in my life. And he treated his wife and loved his wife for 50 plus years. And he never complained, which I have an issue with because I do uh, a lot. So I got to work through that, but he never complained about anything. He was soft-spoken, you know, he lived out James 119, which is to be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger. That was my grandfather. And so I saw his example. Uh, I saw my mom's example. And I I'm and honestly, not to get too deeply spiritual here, but the Lord, I mean, God is our father. Right. And so I tried to be the example of the way that he loves us, um, which in many ways we can't even comprehend how much he loves us. I just tried to exude a little bit of that into my Experience as a dad to my daughter, and do the best I could in that way.
0: Talking about forgiveness today, and joining me today is Jason Romano. Uh, and as I mentioned in the opening opening segment, one of the most pivotal moments in life is when we realize that our parents are human. We realize that they they make mistakes uh, as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, as a child, you don't often see that. But once you are, grow up in a and become of age, you start to recognize some of the the, the shortfalls uh, that our parents have. And Jason, you wrote a book. Uh, entitled Live to Forgive Moving Forward When Those We Love Hurt Us. Tell our listeners about the book and what motivated you to write it.
1: Yeah. So, and you and I have known each other for many years now, even going back to our time at ESPN. And if you'd asked me or even told me, you know, God just told me, Jason, that you're going to write a book about your dad and forgiveness in 2011, 2012, and then go and, you know, travel around the country and speak about it. I would have laughed in your face, Jamar. I really would have, because I never thought <laughs> that that would ever happen. Uh, I never desired to be a writer. I still um, struggle with writing. I don't enjoy it, per se, uh, the writing process. Uh, I, I enjoy telling stories very much so, but writing them is not my strong suit. Um, so, why write a book, right? Well, you know, the, it's funny, go back to 2014 uh, or 2015. My pastor at my church here in in Bristol, Connecticut, asked me to speak at the church for the first time. Uh, And I was an elder and I'm on the leadership board at my church. And, you know, that's part of the process is eventually you're going to have to speak. And so he asked me and said, I could speak on anything I want. And I chose forgiveness. And I chose to share for the first time publicly from, you know, a pulpit or a stage about my dad, and you know, growing up, my dad uh, was and uh, in, in, in still struggles—not struggles, but is an alcoholic. You know, you're an alcoholic forever. Um, he's sober now, um, thankfully, but for many, many years growing up, you know, he struggled with alcohol, and that led to a a really uh, destructive time in his life of two divorces, um, in and out of rehab centers, and missing so many opportunities to see his kids. Um, you know, achieve those pillar moments in in our lives, you know, high school graduations, college graduations, weddings, uh, birth of children. My dad wasn't at any of those for myself or my two brothers. Um, And so it was a rough, not rough childhood, but it was a childhood that, you know, presented a lot of challenges, we'll say. And it wasn't until I really started to think about writing a book, which came from a pastor who called me and, and had heard my sermon. Uh, You know at that church in 2015 and said, you know what you need to put this in book form because it can help a lot of people And again, I just shook my head and said no, that's not gonna happen. I'm not a writer I'm not gonna ever write a book and he said no you need to seriously look into that and so I did Uh, Thankfully I had the help of a friend Steve Copeland who who's an author and has written many books and kind of helped me formulate my thoughts and and put it together in a book form Uh, and he was tremendous in helping me but We decided to move forward, uh, as the subtitle of the book says, and try to put this in a book form. And as I started talking and sharing, it was very therapeutic, um, revisiting some of these memories, uh, sort of stories that I had that I didn't even remember I really had until I started exploring them. And uh, the real bottom line reason, Jamar, why we wrote a book was because we realized that the more I shared this story, the more I saw people were going through similar struggles that I went through um, from a forgiveness aspect. And it might not be their dad. It might be another relative, a mom, a brother, a sister, or even just a good friend. But we've all been hurt in one way or another in our lives. And some of us, many of us struggle with moving forward and forgiving that person for hurting us. And so, So go ahead.
0: No, I was going to ask, jump in if you don't mind. So everything you're describing um, to me and what you talk about in your book, I'm curious to know, why was it important to you to forgive your father?
1: That's that's a great question. So it it, it really stems to my faith. Um, growing up, you know, forgiveness wasn't something I thought about. It wasn't, you know, if I said, you know, have you forgiven your dad? If somebody asked me that in my teens or my 20s, probably would say yes. Uh, only because I thought that anytime I would talk to my dad or um, have any kind of conversation with him that that was me forgiving him for this stuff that went on beforehand. and so we try to you know once again have a conversation and talk and sports was a big thing with my dad and I. so that was a, a connection that really the only connection that we had outside of anything else um, was sports and talking sports and so that for me, was always something that I just thought I had done. Um, But I realized when I became a Christian in 2001, I was in my mid-20s and I started to learn, it took me about three or four years, to learn about what forgiveness was about through the lens of Christ and learn about that he's forgiving us every day and that we're asking for forgiveness for the idiotic things we say and do and think every day, our sins, and he went to the cross. And so I have this, you know, this picture of Jesus, this model of someone who forgiver, forgives me every day for these, again, the dumb things that I think and say and do. And I still need that every day, even today. But when I thought about that, I started to see what forgiveness was really truly about and why it's so important for us to forgive others who trespass against us, as the prayer says. And so For me, I really started to understand what forgiveness was about, but I still couldn't implement that into my life with my relationship with my dad. Anywhere else, no problem. But with my dad, I I couldn't. And it really took to my dad's lowest point when he tried to uh, end his life in 2013. He didn't want to live anymore. Uh, And he was at a really bad state, binge drinking, uh, depression, just a terrible recipe for disaster. And he was at his lowest point. And I recognized, and thankfully he survived, that I still truly hadn't forgiven him. And here's the reason why, Jamar, because when I forgave my dad, and it was a process and continues to be a process still today, six years ago. But when I forgave him, I realized that it wasn't him that needed to be forgiven. Or I should say it was him that needed to be forgiven, but forgiveness wasn't for him. It was for me. When we forgive someone, we're releasing ourselves from that bondage and that poison and that pain that we're stuck in, uh, because it becomes about us. Uh, you know, the person who hurt us, yeah, they they wronged us and they did a terrible thing or whatever that that relationship was like, where we need to work towards forgiveness. But when we really truly look at the core of forgiving someone, it's not about the other person; it's about ourselves. And then again, it's about the model of Jesus, right? Who, if I can't look at my dad. In the same way Jesus does as a Christian man, uh, then I'm missing it. And my dad, you know, has a lot of flaws, obviously, and so do I. But God looks at him and looks at me in the exact same way, and He looks at you in the exact same way as His children. And yet, and yet, He chooses to forgive us every single day. That's why I chose to forgive my dad. A, because I needed to be released from the pain and the bitterness that I had been keeping stored up inside of me. But B, because that's what God does for us every single day. And so who am I not to forgive him if we're getting, uh, my dad, I should say, if we're getting forgiven every single day from God.
0: Right, right. And once again, you, you're listening to the Fatherhood Podcast. Uh, Jason Romano, host of the Sports Spectrum Podcast and author is joining me today. And, and Jason, as you've traveled, you know, during your public speaking, during your book signings, I'm yeah. sure you've you've found that you're not unique in this Situation, you know, there are people who have dealt with things similar to what you have, whether it's substance abuse, whether it's emotional abuse, whether it's physical abuse, whether it's negligence yeah. from from their their parents growing up. Um, how did your father's situation affect you once you became a father?
1: How did my father's situation affect me? Once you know, I think that's where it really became magnified, Jamar, because I. You know, as I started to be a dad to my daughter, I I would look and say, well, why didn't my dad get get it? Like, look at this precious child that that God has blessed us with, and look at this responsibility that I have towards my daughter, this this beautiful child, uh, this miracle child. And for us, we tried for four years before we were able to have children. So there's an even greater blessing in that. You know, it didn't just happen. We had to struggle uh, for three, four years before God blessed us with sarah so you know i i would look at it as a dad and look at my daughter and say to my own dad like why didn't you just get it that you have this responsibility this th- th- he had three boys myself and my two brothers like you have three boys and i know that he loved us but you know addiction's a powerful thing and uh, you know that addiction took hold of him and unfortunately um you know he really wasn't able to, to, to kick that addiction or to work through that addiction. I mean, he lost his job. He lost his family. He lost finances. He was in jail. I mean, it was such a mess for him. Uh, and I always just thought, why didn't you just get it? Like if anything, do it for your boys, because that's what I would say to my daughter. I'll do anything for her. If anything, I'd do anything for her. And so it definitely shaped the way I parent my daughter because I, like I said, I just wanted to do everything that he wasn't able to do as a dad for us. I felt the responsibility of needing to do that for my daughter.
0: You kind of touched on what I'm going to ask you next, Jason, but did you feel you had to forgive him in order for you to be the best father that you
1: could be? Yeah. And also to be the best man I could be, you know, especially the best uh, Christian man that I could be, I had to forgive him. Um. And, you know, it took for me at his lowest point to forgive him. So there was certainly a moment where I was like, all right, enough's enough here. But I also know that in that lowest moment, if he came back and started drinking again, or, you know, even unfortunately, maybe passed away or something like that, uh, I still had to forgive him because, again, it's not about him. It was about me. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I had to make that choice. I had to forgive him. And, uh, you know, in order to be the best man, the best dad, the best husband, uh, I need to, you know, that's why I wrote this book, too, is I want my daughter still hasn't read it. Uh, I don't know if she's just not she's not a big reader, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I do want her to read it someday and, and see, listen, this is an example of what a father is and not me as my father to Sarah or her grandfather being this terrible dad or whatever. But the father that loves us every day and the father that forgives us every day. God. So, um, yeah, it's made me a better dad for sure. Uh, but it's also made me a better person.
0: As you, Jason, as you've watched your father struggle with alcoholism and watch what it, what it did to you and I'm sure your brothers and family members, was there anything that you actually learned about him during his struggles?
1: About my dad? Yeah. Um, You know, it wasn't during the struggles as much, but it was, you know, going, because my dad was the first person to sign off on this book. Um, He gave me, you know, the go ahead. I really probably would not have written this if he didn't say, uh, go ahead and write it, because I wanted to be open, transparent, real, vulnerable, all those buzzwords. I wanted to be that. I wanted to share as much as I could. And he said, go ahead, share every single thing that you were feeling, that you were going through every story. If it makes me the villain, that's okay. Um, we're, we're writing this book, you're writing this book to help people. So, uh, I learned a lot more, I think about him as I was writing the book more than as I was going through it, as I was going through it, it was very much a selfish, um, a selfish desire, I guess, for myself to just say that my dad was a jerk and he caused me a lot of pain. Uh, you know, the one thing I'll, th- I'll tell you, the big thing that I learned a lot, uh, in looking back, uh, was empathy. And having that empathy towards the other person, I never had empathy with my dad when I was in the midst of, you know, going through this relationship struggle with him. But as I look back, and even at his lowest point, when I did finally choose to forgive him, I saw a person broken. I saw a person who was loved by God. And I saw a person who was really, truly struggling. And I began to have empathy for him and really think about his life, you know, and all the all the things that he had done, all the struggles he had been through and looked at it from a different prism, from a different lens, and saw, you know, empathy towards this man. And I think that's what one of the big things I learned was just to be empathetic um, towards other people um, in their struggles. You know, we live in a generation, and you know this, that is so quick to judge people we've never met. And that's the probably dangerous side of social media is that we have this you know, 104, I guess 280 characters on Twitter now that we can go and type anything we want about anyone and not really be held, be held accountable about it. And in many cases have never met any of these people. And I think the lesson with my father is that nobody really truly knows who anybody is or what they're going through, unless you've talked to that person and met them in person. And it's such a dangerous place to be now where uh, we just put a A quote or, uh, you know, an opinion around someone based upon, you know, something they said or something they did. And listen, we all should be held accountable. But it's a, you know, empathy is kind of gone in a social media age today. And I I hope it comes back because when we really truly look at other people's lives with empathy, we'll be very careful on on how to judge them and what we'll say to them or say about them uh, when we're making our opinions or making our assessments.
0: Absolutely, uh, Jason Romano, host of the Sports Spectrum podcast, is joining me on the Fatherhood. Jason, last question for you, and I'll get you out of here on this. You know, the, the ability to forgive is a challenge for many, and obviously, you have uh, come to a place where you were able to do so and write an outstanding book about it. But for those who are still struggling to forgive their fathers for whatever it is, whatever it may have been, um, whether it was growing up or even even today in their current lives, yeah. what message do you want to pass on to them?
1: Here's the message I would say, um, and it's really the message, the, the core message of the book is: freedom is possible when we forgive. I think it's the only way to freedom. Uh, when we don't forgive, we we need to remember that what that's doing is that's actually causing. Uh, poison inside of us. It's like this, you know, invisible um, sort of chains that are on us when we don't forgive someone. And yes, that person who hurt you probably hurt you pretty bad. And it's why you're bitter. And it's why you're angry and why you're upset. But I think every single time someone hurts us, we need to choose to forgive. We need to choose to move forward. Now, let me preface this by saying, Jamar, that forgiveness is much different than reconciliation, Reconciliation is not always possible in relationships. You know, people have been very hurt in their lives, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is, there's a lot of abuse happening. And those relationships are, not, are often not able to be repaired. Um, fortunately for myself and my dad, we were able to reconcile. But that's not always possible with other people. But remembering that where reconciliation isn't always possible, forgiveness truly is. And so I would recommend and, and advise and encourage people, really, to enter into a place of forgiving someone who's hurt them because it'll help them be free of the pain and the bitterness. Again, reconciliation, not always possible, but forgiveness is.
0: And I think that's that's a great point that we can, we can end on right there. Jason, before I let you go, tell us about your podcast. Tell us about the book. Tell us how people can reach you and get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, so the podcast, Sports Spectrum is the name of the podcast, and I've been hosting that now for almost two years, which is crazy. We started that in March of 2017, and we've reached, you know, over almost a half a million people, over a half a million downloads of the podcast, which we're very excited about, and really just seeing an appetite for sports stories, you know, and the power of stories, just like you and I sharing stories, uh, but told through the lens of faith, and for many of these athletes, faith. Uh, faith in Christ is their most important thing in their life. It's the center of who they are. And they don't get to talk about it much. You know, this, the, the ESPNs and the Foxes and those type of organizations, you know, and I love them. We both worked at ESPN. We loved it there. But it's not the first thing that they're going to ask. And in many cases, it's not a question they will ask at all. So I'm gla- I'm grateful that I was a part of this uh, project from the beginning and be able to start it and produce it and edit it and host it. To the point where we can now ask the most important question to these athletes in their lives. And that is about their faith. So it's available on iTunes and just like I'm sure your podcast is. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Everywhere podcasts are found. And you can download it, subscribe and hit me up and let me know what you think. So that's the podcast. Um, You mentioned the book. uh, The book's available where all books are sold on Amazon. You can also find it on my website, jasonromano.com as well as some information about myself and speaking and all that good stuff. But the book is there. um, And there's, you know, we had a a lot of great people um, write some wonderful uh, things about the book and just, you know, some, I guess you'd call them uh, testimonials and praise for the book. And then the foreword is written by former baseball player, Daryl Strawberry, who was my hero growing up and also struggled a lot with forgiveness and uh, with uh, addiction. So, Daryl wrote the foreword, and uh, I really highly recommend it for even people who aren't struggling with forgiving. It's still, a, I think, a good book to kind of remind them about forgiveness. And then, really, what I've been telling people a lot, Jamar, is to give it to someone that you know maybe is struggling in a difficult situation with forgiving someone.
0: Outstanding. Well, Jason, it is great to talk to you, man. And I really want to appreciate, I uh, really appreciate you, and thank you for for joining me on the Fatherhood
1: man thank you so much for having me Jamar I love what you're doing this is an important podcast fatherhood is the single greatest job that I like I like I said that I have uh, and I'm glad that you're doing this and I'm excited to be on with you
0: sounds good man thanks a lot I want to thank Jason Romano for joining me on the fatherhood today be sure to follow him on social media and check out his book on forgiveness I talked about faith last week and, and forgiveness this week As we get going in this new year, perhaps it's time to let go of something you've been holding on to. Maybe it's time to finally forgive that person who's done you wrong. It may be the decision you need to make in order to flourish uh, this year in 2019. Just something to think about. Until next time, thanks for joining me. I'm Jamar Hudson, and this is The Fatherhood.